Hi, this is Christopher Daniel Barnes, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and you're listening to the Canned Air Podcast. To another episode of Candera, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jake Wright. And returning to the show today for one of my favorite retro roundtables <laughs> we've ever done, Bob Sally. Thanks for returning to the show, Bob. Thanks for having me on. You listeners are in for one hell of a treat today. Bigger than Christmas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, last time we had Bob on, we talked about and remembered and did some karaoke versions of uh, TV theme songs, and boy, was it fun. So we're going to be doing the same thing again today. Uh, oh, God, I can't wait. <laughs> Chomping at the bit here. And we're going to turn our full attention over to Bob and talk about Shelter Division running on Kickstarter till March 15th, which it looks like you've already uh, far surpassed your goal. Congratulations to you, Bob. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I, I'm so happy to put it out there, and then you get that support that you get within the first 48 hours, and uh, you know it just it makes the rest of the campaign. It's it's still kind of a grind because you know you you put that out bonus rewards and bonus goals, um, but you know it's it's definitely nice to see that um, that you have that support out there. It makes it easier. To, uh, to run the campaign. And it's much easier to put something out there to say, hey, this is free if we get to here than to uh, than constantly be in, you know, we're 75% away from being funded with 10 days to go or 80, you know, so. Right. Um, I, and I, and I any, anytime I see uh, other creators going through that, you know, I try to do my best to, so, you know, back it, push it, because uh, I, I know the feeling. So uh, it's, it's I, I appreciate everybody out there, the 231 people so far that supported Shelter Division. Uh, it's, it's a great feeling. Well, that's awesome. And it's not going to be too late for people. Again, March 15th, the deadline. Uh, they'll have a few days after this goes up. So, uh, yeah, it's not too late to go show some love. I don't want to be presumptuous, but I think it might work out, this Kickstarter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't get ahead of yourself, Jeff. I know. <laughs> All right, well, let's get right to it with this week's Retro Roundtable. And here we go. I'll be back. (laughs) All right, guys, what I've been waiting for. Here it is. TV theme songs. Where do we begin? I don't even know where to begin. Let's start with Bob. Bob, we started with you last time. I think it's only right we start with you again. Uh, you might just go out and belt it out? or well, What are you thinking? What song do you have in I, mind? Well, I mean, I, I, I think you know exactly which one. I've had it on my mind since we talked about it. <laughs> I think I know which it is, but... Go okay. ahead. Right, I don't. Go ahead. Come and knock on my door. Oh, yes. <laughs> We've been waiting for you. Where the kisses are hers and hers and his. Three, somebody, two. You'll see that life is a ball. I don't remember that's as much as I I don't even know that part. You got the important parts. Yeah, that matters. That was such a great show. And one of the things I loved about that show is it was on during a time where all these shows had like life lessons in it. And that show had no life lesson in it. It was just. 
like just bullshit. Every episode, it was you know two two people in a kitchen talking about a puppy and Mr. Furley listening oh, yeah. in and thinking that it's totally <laughs> something else. Uh, you know, it, it just it had such a great tone to it, and it was it was just fun. You know, like it, it wasn't like when you were watching uh, Family Ties where. You know, you were yeah. getting this strong uh, message, you know, family moral message. It was just fun. Now right. on a very special episode of Three's Company. <laughs> oh, it was it was a good show, though. Like he's saying, just very noncommittal. It's kind of like reading a one-shot or something, you know. There's not a long, drawn-out story you have to know or, you know, get emotionally involved. You can just go in, get some yeah. laughs, and leave. Yeah. Awesome. And, who's, and who is everybody's favorite character? Larry. The, play, oh. the playboy who lived above. He always had some twins that, uh, you know, he wanted to get Jack to come out with him with. Like, he was a lot of fun. I loved him. Going down yeah. to the Regal Beagle. The yeah. Regal Beagle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just adore Suzanne Summers in those, in those episodes because she was still, like, really hot then. Well, you know, know. It's, it's, uh, when I went to Cheyenne Comic Con, I, I drove from Denver to uh, Cheyenne to the convention with and the name is going to pass me up but not Suzanne Summers the other girl the other blonde oh and she me. I know I can't believe Tr- I can't remember Tracy her name. or Jack was it Jackie not, or no well I mean I, I I'm trying to think of her name her real name oh, real, oh okay. uh, she's actually right now she's on um is it the it's like the Virgin Diaries or the it's like a, it's a show on the CW uh, and I can't, you know, but she was awesome. Like she, I was talking to her the whole way up and, and she was just talking about all these different shows and people and, That's awesome. uh, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, I'm sitting there fanboy and I'm telling him like, I was such a fan of three's company and, uh, and she was great, but it was, you know, that was my, that was my moment. And then on the way back, I drove with Ernie Hudson, who I, I feel what? like he, he pretended to sleep the entire ride because he just <laughs> didn't, because he didn't want to talk. How did you end up riding with Ernie Hudson again? How'd this happen? It, it was just, they had a, they had shuttles going back. Back and forth from Cheyenne because there's no airport in Cheyenne. Like you got to fly right. to Denver. Uh, so the convention had shuttles going back and forth to the airport, and that I, you know, I lucked out. And on the on the way there, I got Jeez, to. I was insane. with the honky tonk man. I, I was with the honky tonk man and uh, and this woman. I can't remember. I, I, oh, I can't believe I can't remember her name right now. And on the way back, I was with the honky tonk man and Ernie Hudson, <laughs> and uh, and the honky tonk man was great. Uh, you know the stories that he had of traveling, and uh, he was just—he was like, uh, you know, like uh, like an old uncle that just had <laughs> all the war stories, and uh, you know, like a truck driver just telling you all the stories, and you just had to sit back and just listen. It, he was great. I loved him. I would so be trying to take a sleeping selfie with Ernie Hudson. Put your head lightly on his shoulder. Yeah, like you're sleeping together. <laughs> when I saw Ernie Hudson getting into the car, I was like, oh, man. And then and then right away, you could just see, I was like, oh, he's faking it. He's faking he's sleeping. <laughs> he just doesn't want to talk. He saw a fanboy in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you can see him a mile away. I'm I'm such a fanboy. When I when I when I see somebody, I'm all over it. Right. It's well, crazy. who wouldn't be? Who who could blame you? Never seen someone sleep while eating a sandwich before. It's really <laughs> impressive. Jack, what about you? Growing pains has been stuck in my head since for probably about the last week. How's that one go again? Show me that smile Ooh, again. Show me that yeah. smile. Don't, Don't waste, waste another minute on your crying. We're nowhere near. We're nowhere near. The 
just as ready to be Boner. Oh, yeah. His God best friend, Boner. That was so wrong to have, especially being a kid watching that, and then the dude on the show's best friend's name was Boner. Was was yeah. Boner, like, as an erection, like, that slang? I don't know. Like, or that or just, like, know. a doofus. When did that, like, prominent? enter the lexicon? Because I know back in the day it meant, like, a plot or a scheme or, or some kind of mishap. That's, yeah, you're right. That sounds familiar. Right, yeah, because, like, there's, I saw some panel from a Batman comic with the Joker, like, way back when, like, mm-hmm. right when they introduced him and... He was like, uh, the citizens of Gotham will tremble next time they hear the word boner. For I, the Joker, <laughs> king of boners. You know, he's just going on about boners. I'm like, oh, man. Oh, this how is this avoided well. social media? I it's can't... all over the place, man. You oh, do, I, I just, just you know, it. just Google Joker's boner. And you, I'm sure you see Cesar Romero sitting back there. Oh, my God. It's, oh, I could launch into a whole thing about Cesar Romero and Batman. the best. Ah, uh, anyway, Jake, I got a, I got a little treat for you. I'm not going to tell you what it is because the first three words contain the title of the show. All right, uh, this is probably one of my all-time favorite cartoons from back in the day, and I've never sat down to sing anything before, so bear with me. <laughs> in Dexter's laboratory. All right. Is the smartest boy you've ever seen. He blows his experiments to smithereens. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Nice no. Dexter's Lab? No, I watched You the watched show. it? I just don't yeah, same here. so long. I don't oh my god, I always remember it had like that really overt, like operatic. It was like yeah, way right. too grandiose for the show. Okay. I hope I didn't, like, bomb out the audio. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good. Okay, here's mine. Uh, actually, Bob brought this one up on the last <coughs> episode he was on. And so we never talked about it or sang it, but uh, I'm going to start singing it and see if you guys can guess what it is. <laughs> All right? Maybe the world is blind Or just a little unkind Who knows? It was Barry Tyler Moore, isn't it? No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on, I'll keep going. Um, oh, shit, how'd the rest of it go? One second, I gotta look up the lyrics. Barry <laughs> Tyler Moore was, uh, who could turn, who could, what is it? Who could turn who the could world turn on with a That's smile. right, yeah. <laughs> who smile? <laughs> who could take a nothing day, suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? That was a good one. Nick at Night, man. Nick at Night put me in touch well, with so many good shows from like the 70s. Like well, back how, did, in the how did Night Court go? There was no words to it, but it was like. I love Night Court. That was, you know, that was another one, but they, they still had their little lessons, but. Right. Uh, oh, that was so good. One second, one second here. Almost got it. I've almost got it. Okay, here comes the first two. Seems you can't be sure of anything anymore. Although you may be lonely and then one day you're smiling again. Every time I turn around, what is it? I see the girl who turns my war around. Is it standing uh, there? 
Come on, Bob. Wonder. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no that wasn't. Every time I turn around. Come on, guys. You're so close. I'm so blank. I, as soon as you say. Punky Brewster. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm so glad one of you got there. Oh. Got through the whole thing almost. <laughs> She's hot now. Oh, yeah, oh, she is. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Getting to what's important about this conversation. Can't say the same thing about Small Wonder, though. Yeah. Oh, really? Or Blossom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel bad saying that. I mean, she's great. Her friend well, Six, I think, there, is still so pretty good looking, though. Yeah, Six was always cute. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Small Wonder, though. Remember that theme song? Just other than she's a small wonder. Yeah. That's about all I can remember. Girl, like other girls, she's a small wonder. Something, something, something in pearl. She's fantastic. I'm so out of key. Made of plastic. (laughs) Yeah, microchips everywhere. She's a small. Oh, butchering that. (laughs) I just always think of like, you know, when he says, I want my eggs over easy, and she throws the whole pan. Your (laughs) eggs are over, and it was easy. I never got into that show. Quality humor. (laughs) The thing I hated about that show. I'll tell you what, like the the girl, though, I mean, to to act like with that blank stare constantly, I mean, you got to give it to her. For sure. I'll tell you who I'm not going to give it to, though, was Jamie's. friend neighbor Harriet remember that little bitch always peeking in the windows yeah yeah ginger with like the she had it was the craziest haircut she had the Joey Lawrence bowl with great big pigtails coming out of that (laughs) like what's what are you trying to accomplish but anyway Bob theme songs theme song I so this is the one like when I you know when I don't I'm 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 not in the office anymore but uh, when I was God, I mean, people used to, they, this would be my cowbell. And there's uh, no words, but it's just. Um... Oh, uh, uh... The Andy Griffith Show. Yeah, yeah, I was so go. close, but. Starring Andy, Andy Griffith, Andy Griffith. Yeah. and Ron Howard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, that one, I mean, I never even watched that show. That was so good. That was good. <laughs> I, probably, I probably have never watched one episode of that show, but I Seriously. Used to, I used to walk around the office whistling that thing all the time, and it'd make me feel good. <laughs> the show yeah, makes it make me feel like too. I was walking down to a brook to go fishing, <laughs> go fishing. <laughs> rather than to you know go and uh, turn in my TSP reports. <laughs> no, the show was really really good. I came so close to saying Andy Griffith, but I've got this weird psychological block where every time I'm going out on a limb on a person's name, I'm afraid it's going to accidentally be like a porn star <laughs> or something. I'm going <laughs> to make some Jimmy show, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like what? Does that mean something? Oh Jesus! What did I do? Jack This one you guys should probably all get And if you don't get it, it's in the lyrics At the end of the lyrics Okay. Okay. Dance your cares away Uh, Worries for another day Let the music play Down at Fraggle Rock Oh shit, Fraggle Dancing for another day Let the Fraggles play We're Gobo, Moki, Wembley, Boober, and Red I don't remember how that part went Oh my god (laughs) I was like so close. I, I was about to say like a Muppets show or something, but yep. the thing, Fraggle Rock, man. When I was a kid, 
I searched, after I was introduced to Fraggle Rock, I searched the house looking for a Fraggle Hole. Looking for Fraggle Holes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like a sucker punch of reality to realize these things didn't exist. I mean, <laughs> I had a moment there. Did you look in the backyard for trash heaps? Trash heaps? No, I was like, I actually went into the spare room where we had like a storage closet and emptied that closet into the room without my folks knowing <laughs> because I was convinced the fraggle hole lie at the back. I was like, well, where else would it be? You know, it's the only wall I haven't seen. It's got to be there. <laughs> you Makes know, sense when you're five. With that show, you know how, how the fraggles were like, what, knee high to people? Mm-hmm. And then they went to the wherever it was where the big giants were yeah. and how big the fraggles were there. Like, right. Toe size. That's right. So for people, they would be knee high to them. Did I hear Fraggle Rock is coming back? I, I, I think I heard that. I think it's a cartoon, though. I think it's because time is a flat circle. That or Everything maybe it was CG. I think it it's needs to be puppets. puppets. There was something yeah. about those like blue sparkly walls in those caves that was fucking mm. awesome. I don't know what it was, but it always uh, spoke to me. <laughs> they, they, they they ate the things that well, I don't want to say are they the doozers? The doozers, yeah, they have little crystals. <laughs> the doozers oh, yeah. would sit there and be building shit, and then the fraggles would eat it. It's like they make rock candy contraptions yeah. and stuff, and the, yeah, they just destroy them all the time. For this reason, the doozers are still a pre-industrial civilization, unable yeah. to advance <laughs> past a certain point. And then uh, and then the Uncle Traveling Matt. Was with the dog, wasn't it? The, the uncle, the uncle oh, left. Yes, and, and he, the dog and like, sprocket, and that's how they would like find out what's going on with the outside world. Because the dog was a uh, was a Muppet too. Was, yeah, yeah. That's but it was right. uh, yeah. Because um, when you ever watch um, the Running Man and. Uh, you know, Dawson, Richard Dawson, when they're sitting there talking about, like, activate this, and he's like, activate Uncle Traveling Matt. And you're like, oh, yeah, little Fraggle Rock reference in uh, <laughs> The Running Man. That. <laughs> That's another movie I need to add to my list, Running Man. Uh, so, you know, Stephen, uh, Stephen King wrote that. Really? Did he really? Yeah, he wrote it under uh, his surname, the... Uh, he wrote a bunch of a bunch of movies under a uh, different name, and that was one of them, I believe. But yeah, he wrote that. That and Stand by Me. Oh, yeah, Stand yeah, by I Me, I knew. Yeah, but I've been calling myself a Stephen King fan. Somehow, I didn't know he wrote The Running Man. <laughs> yeah, The Running Man. Hmm. Make me feel like a piece of shit tonight, jeez. <laughs> Stand by Me. That's a good uh, summer movie. Yeah, like uh, just like The Sandlot, they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. yeah. Jake, theme song. <sighs> Okay, I got one for you. It's stupid because it has all of four words, but it's uh, one of my one of my favorites. So here we go. <clears throat> I'm gonna do a spoken word version for you. you no. <laughs> I'll be back. Back to the past, Samurai Jack. <laughs> oh, there we go. Which <laughs> That'll be easy to to chop up in editing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw a little filter on it. So. Something like that. I'll do something. All right. Um, let me see. Okay. I think we mentioned this one last time. I don't think we uh, sung it, though. But everyone's going to know it, I think. So go ahead and just sing right along with me, okay? Mm-hmm. What you got? Look at what's happening to me. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it myself. Suddenly I am on top of the world. Somebody, somebody else. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. I never knew I could be so free. Flying away 
Okay. Now, who remembers um, George's answering machine from Seinfeld? Oh. Uh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not George. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please leave a message at the beat. <laughs> I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? <laughs> Believe it or not, I'm not home. It seems like it hasn't I been that long since I saw that episode. Yeah, it was. God, <laughs> I miss that show sometimes. Such a great show. The little they... things that they could do in that show, and they would stick with you forever, like, Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, just the little subtleties that they would do. Um, but, hello! <laughs> oh my god like it, it's just it stuck with you it was great uh, you know I loved that show I was I'm, thinking of Costanza the other day I was sitting there at work and all for some reason Costanza and I just sit there laughing to myself and everyone looks over at me and I'm just like what? whenever I go to an ATM I always think Bosco <laughs> When that is like ATM code, yeah. Like was Bosco, <laughs> the chocolatey drink, like Kramer guessed it. <laughs> Best episode ever, though. One of my favorites, Kenny Rogers Roasters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So funny. <laughs> Can't get any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Things frying out my brain. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Bob, theme song. Oh, it's my turn already. I, I need to get like, if we were sitting at the table, then I would know. I'd be like, I got to start thinking of one. Um, <laughs> We'll get you over here one of these days. Yeah. Uh, that's the West Coast, right? Oregon? You guys are in? Ohio. 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 Oh, yeah. Ohio. You're not that far. Why did I think no. you were in Oregon? <laughs> I don't um, know. Oh, states, I guess. Yeah. Everyone else yeah. is, right? You right. got a podcast, you're probably in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I got to go with uh, Family Guy, you know? And, uh, oh. I'm trying to think of how it starts, and I'm blanking out here. The, seems uh, today. Seems today that all we see is violence and movies on sex on TV. But where are those good old-fashioned values on which we used to rely? Lucky there's a family guy. Lucky there's a man who positively can do all the things that make us laugh and cry. He's a family guy. I always thought it was effing cry. Right, it sounds it's so profane, <laughs> like the first time you hear it. Effing cry. <laughs> well, you know, it's uh, with Family Guy, the, the two things that Family Guy has different than Simpsons is that when Simpson in the beginning the Simpsons Homer was just like an angry dad. Yes. He, <laughs> like was. he wasn't he wasn't an idiot. He wasn't stupid. Just like abusive. Yeah, like he was just an idiot dad and uh, and then he became stupid and I thought it became more charming of a show. Yeah. Uh, Family Guy the opposite happened where I liked when Stewie was this evil genius mm-hmm. like just bent on taking over the world and then all of a sudden he like just he became you know, he, it's something else. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to kill his mom. Well, he just like like everyone just became aware of like what they are, what the show is, and they constantly making knocks on it. And yeah, he did fall out of that persona. Yeah, just... yeah. But that, I mean, that's kind of like what I liked about him was that he was, you know, always trying to like, you know, he was like. Uh, he didn't want to eat broccoli, so he was like, I know what I must do. I must destroy broccoli. And then he becomes like, <laughs> creates this doomsday device where he's going to kill like all the broccoli in the world off. Uh, you know, like, little things like that I liked, because it was, but now he's, 
you know, he's, uh, he's I'm, I'm not as into his character. He runs around with Brian. It's like it's the separate Brian and Stewie show that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's, you know, it's, it's that. And um, but it, but again, I mean, a show's got to evolve, but, uh, but I, I still love it. Uh, but, yeah, I, if you don't have Netflix, which I think we all do because we yes. all Netflix and chill. But uh, <laughs> F is for family. If you haven't seen F is for Family, you've got to watch it. It is freaking hilarious. It's one of those things I've seen <clears throat> thumbnail, but like I never stop. To oh check my it god, out. Bill Burr! It's Bill Burr's show. Oh, I do like Bill oh, Burr. Yeah. I mean, this cartoon. I think it's only like eight episodes long. Season one, but season two's coming. I'm sitting there watching it, and you know, my wife's from England, so it's there's. I think there's times like where there's a there's a cultural barrier where you know growing up in america in you know this early like late 70s early 80s is different like you had a different style parents were different and he just nails it i mean and i'm watching it and i'm just thinking of my childhood and i like i'm there's times like i just was bawled out laughing and she's looking at me like she's like i, I don't even get it and i'm like <laughs> and, you know and it's just fun so if you haven't watched f is for family just sit down and just binge watch it it is amazing i think i will i've heard a mm-hmm. lot of good stuff about it and just haven't and, checked it out yeah. and season two i believe i've heard season two is coming so uh you'll have even more to watch that's going in the uh in the uh, must watch list right? yeah yeah the queue thank you <laughs> tripped up there for a minute jack what do you got see if you guys can get guess this one there's a time for love and a time oh. for living. So take, take the chance and face the wind. An open road and a road that's in. A brand new life around the bend. Damn it, I There were times I lost a dream or two. Round the trend. And at the end was you. Is it the cousin one? Chance and the chance <laughs> not take. Falky the choice is up to you, my friend. No nope. perfect strangers. No. Nope. Brand new life. Brand new life. A brand new life around the bend. Do 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 do. Boop do do do. Hey yo, away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was way... I had no idea then. I thought I was closing in on something. I've always hey, known. Angela! Hey, yo, wait. Angela! Angela! <laughs> maybe I've... I know I've said this on the show before, and maybe in the last time we did this segment, but how big of a scandal it was and how much marketing went into the episode where Tony saw Angela naked yeah, yeah. out of the shower. <laughs> and they even poked fun at that on Family Guy. Yeah, they made the float. Yeah, yep. but like seriously, like back that was some, that was some serious shit. That was a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I always hated that theme song too. Oh, I love that show. Anthem Something with the song. flute in the background just <laughs> rubbing me the wrong way. I didn't even notice a flute. Yeah, that's just like. <laughs> it, it, uh, you'll hear it. Some frequency that only Jacks can yeah. hear. <laughs> right. All right, Jake, what you got? All right, I got something for you. Are you ready? This uh-huh. is gonna be fun. I got to do the little intro riff because mm-hmm. that sets the whole tone. <laughs> Going down to South Park, going to have myself a time. <laughs> going down to South Park, going to leave my woes behind. People parking day or night, people shouting at me. Going on down to South Park, going to see if I don't Going down to South Park, going to meet some friends of mine. 
<laughs> when that show first came on, it was Primus. I was hooked. yeah. I was just like, Quality. hell yeah. That show just never, ever, ever gets old. Mm-mm. Nope. It's always so I'm fresh. I'm still as on board new. with South Park as I've ever yeah. been. Yeah, me too. Like, remember when Comedy Central like passed that rule that after a certain time they were you, know, you were allowed to curse on it, and, they, <laughs> yes. and, they, and, and South Park was on like the the first night that it passed, South Park was on, and I think they like dropped the f bomb, you know, like two hundred and fifty times, <laughs> and they even had a counter every time that they said. Oh, it was that, it was shit. shit. They oh, said shit. It was the yes. episode of a thousand shits. Yeah, and they just kept <laughs> the counter kept going up for every time they said it, and they would say it like I mean, it was like almost like there was times where they'd say it, and it was like nobody needed to say it right there. <laughs> and it's like the whole story in that episode was that some show they were watching, they were gonna like break the shit wall and say shit on primetime television. Right. So it's like this heated argument between two cops. He's like, "Damn it, man! I've been working this case for such and such." And I'm not going to have you ruin it for me. And the other guy's like, fine, we'll discuss this tomorrow. And they, hey, wait a minute. What? what? You got a little bit of shit right here. It's, a bit... <laughs> <laughs> it's like all that lead up and you're like, any moment. And then it's just the most inane bullshit. I've got one for you. What you got? Sing along with me because I'm going to feel like an ass on this. <laughs> but I, I, I stand by it. Okay. In the eyes of a ranger, no. the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth, wrong from right. Because the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. Come on, Bob, nothing? When we're in Texas, none behind. I mean, it could only be. Is it Texas Ranger Walkers? I never watched <laughs> it's one of those shows that I think gets too bad a rap. It's not a good show. No. Okay, but I think Did he, he kick somebody like with a roundhouse in every episode. Oh yeah. If you didn't so. get a roundhouse, you you got gypped. But if you got less than three, you still felt cheated. I always felt like during like when you watched the the Incredible Hulk show, you know, like it'd be like there wouldn't, wouldn't there just be like one episode where Bill Bixby, uh, you know, just has a, a good day, <laughs> right, where he just doesn't get angry, you know? And then in, in Texas Ranger, I've always thought like, would you, do you ever think like there's just an episode where Chuck Norris just doesn't have the opportunity to kick somebody with a roundhouse? And you're like, no, 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 that's just crazy talk. Right. Just gotta like knock out some paperwork or yeah, interrogate yeah, exactly. somebody like, gently. It's like in every. Team fight when they throw somebody. You get that slow mo, like camera on the floor, like pointing straight up, and the guy flying through air with his arms flailing. Damn it, we paid good money for this technology. We're going to get our most use. Either that or ramping a Jeep off of a bush. In the A team, like everywhere, there was never an episode that they didn't have to fly somewhere because they had the show that B.A. Baracus hated flying. And it was like, I mean, do we really have to fly in every episode? But yeah, you know. That improve Murdoch's worth, I guess. He'd be just yeah. kind of there if they weren't flying anything. But man, I love that show. But I think you know, the movie was. I thought the movie was great. I am right with there with Liam, you. With Liam Neeson. Oh man, they could not have casted it better. I've never seen it. Oh, oh so good. It's a great yeah. movie. Yeah. All right. They, I mean, everybody that they got to be in that movie just was balls accurate. I mean, they, they were so good. I didn't think Liam Neeson was going to be able to pull it off. Oh, he did such a good yeah, job. Same yeah, he yeah. really did. I was skeptical at first, but everybody uh, was cast perfectly. Uh, and I'm, was, I'm still waiting for, like, you know, a, 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 an A-Team 2. But yeah. 
They won't do it. It flopped in the theater. It did good on DVD sales, so they decided not to try it again. But no, perfect, perfect movie. And I just found out not too long ago that uh, I was watching like TBS and one of those stations, they play movies like the DVD extended cuts. Mm -hmm. They got a lot out of that movie, including a a, uh, cameo by Dirk Benedict. Really? I have the yeah. DVD. I have to look at it when I go home. I thought, why would you cut that out? I mean, don't get me wrong. It's still a great movie. But, of course, you know, you got the hardcore fans sitting there like, show me some of them original dudes. Yeah. I want to see what they yeah. look like, you know? Uh, but, yeah, great movie. Um, but with Walker, I got to get this out because I got to stand by my, my Walker man here. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt. Put it on a T-shirt. There it is. There it is. You stand by your Walker man. This show, I think, got a bad rap because it was on Saturday nights. They put it like with Jag and shit like that. So yeah. you, you're supposed to take it like a serious crime drama, which you could not do anything like. <laughs> and if you go into it with that attitude, looking for that, you're going to be sorely disappointed. The reason I enjoy it so much, I can find enjoyment in it, is because I look at it from a Batman 66 perspective. <laughs> <laughs> It's so much like Batman 66 on how ridiculous it is, one, but two, how invincible he is. I mean, Batman is just the bee's fucking knees in Batman 66. Everyone knows who Batman is. Everyone's wondering what Batman's... You know, everyone... Batman's the shit. And that's how Walker was in the in this show. They dropped that dude on an island with nothing but a knife. And he took out <laughs> all these dudes with AK-47s. It it's awesome. his island now. Now, you can't watch that shit and take it serious. <laughs> anyway, that's all the standing up I'm going to do for Walker. You're on your own now. <laughs> What's that show? It's kind of in that same vein where you have to watch it and go like, all right, if I take this seriously, I'm not going to It's with um, uh, Bill Shatner, TJ Hooker. Oh, TJ Hooker. Oh, my um, God. Boy, I don't think I've ever watched What an unmitigated Hooker. disaster any given episode <laughs> of that show is. But when you sit down to watch it, it's just a treat. It's like eating raw cookie dough. You're like, oh, it's going to make me sick later. But God damn it, I like it so much now. <laughs> All right. Um, I think we, we've gone around three times now. So yes. let's get to the trivia, and then we'll move on here. And it's not even really trivia. I've got six songs, three of which I'm just going to play. They're theme songs that don't have lyrics, and you guys just got to guess what they are. Okay. Now, the other three, this is going to be fun. I have uh, it's it's Family Matters, Full House, and Fresh Prince. And what we're going to do is, you know, whoever starts gets to pick from the three. And from memory, you know, sing the lyrics out. Whoever goes second has two to pick from. Whoever goes last has the last one they got to get. Oh, man. Okay. I'm going to lose this. Yeah. Time. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. That's not what this is about. <laughs> I think you're here to have a good time. Yeah, now you sound like my uh, daughter's daycare teacher. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a good or bad we gotta thing. we got to win. <laughs> it's a win. It's a win-win. We gotta win or lose. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine, man. Okay, so I'm gonna start by doing, getting, just getting the three out of the way where I play, and then we'll do the singing at the end. Okay. All right. So, first theme song here. <laughs> Hear that, all right, Bob? MTV something, right? No? Nope. No, not even. Is that a theme song? Yes. All right. Anything, guys? I got nothing. No. Oh, come on. Really? I'm at a loss. 
Jack, I'm looking your way, man. I, it sounds familiar, but I don't. It should I can't place it? Space goes coast to coast. Oh my, oh god. my god! I, I thought, knew it. Uh, just I the other that day, I heard that. It's been a long time. Yeah, son of a bitch. God, Good that show, was such though. A great show. Fuck yeah, it was. I, I just watched the episode where he had Donny Osmond on. He's oh. like, if you're a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll, what's the rest of you made out of? And Donny looks. He's like. Mostly water. It's just like such a perfect, it's like a slick comeback. Oh, what a good show Sorry, that was. Please no, continue. you're fine. Damn That's it, that was a good one. I'm disappointed. I, I thought it was going to be a, yeah. Yeah. Sure, that, y'all let me down. That one was so far out there. It's been so long since I heard that one. All right, this one's uh all right, here's this one. <laughs> I was going to sing this one. I know Uh-oh. what this is, yeah. Give it a minute. Tell me why. I love you like I do. Tell me who can stop my heart as much as you. Tell me all your secrets and I'll tell you Anything? No. What is it, Jack? Mad about you. Mad about Son you. Of a bitch. I was so close to it. <laughs> I'm, I'm seeing the guy's face. Paul Riser. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of a lackluster one, but hey. <laughs> all right, and here's the last one. All right, all right. I know it sounds like softcore porn, but. Oh, this is Quantum Leap. Yes! Uh, I was wondering if that's what it was, but it didn't. I would have had it. I swear, I've said that every time, so my <laughs> word is meaningless now, but that's a good one. Yeah. Quantum Leap. Good it's job. The best. All right. I thought, I was, thought it was going Doogie Hauser at first there. No, I did that, that one last time we did this. No, oh, that's right. Okay. So. Who would like to go first? Or do you guys want to roll for it? Or how do you want to do it? How are we doing this one? I've got three songs. i got Full House, Family Matters, and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I will go first if I can do Fresh Prince. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> that's the only one I know like with any measure of confidence. All right. But I can only go so far with it. So Go as far as you can and okay. mumble through the rest. All right. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, oh, was where I spent most burst. of my days. Did I? <laughs> oh, shit. Is that not the beginning? No. Okay. I'll give, can I give you the beginning? Yeah. Oh, isn't it? No. This is a story. Oh, oh my God. Right. All yeah. about how my life got flipped, turned upside yeah. down. Yeah. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Damn, that's the only part I know. What's the next? What's, what's... Anybody else want to take a stab? This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. Oh, Bob uh, gets got help, help in the background. <laughs> yeah, no, I stopped, but yeah, she was my wife. Heard me singing it, and she just started singing it, and it totally threw me off. Oh, it's awesome. All right, so yeah, I'm out. Jack, you want to try it? I'm blanking now because I got put on the spot. No, all right. No, no, I'm blanking because I'm on the spot. <laughs> I want to start at the West Philadelphia. Yeah, that's now, like, yeah. this is a story all about how my life got twisted, turned upside down. I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. You want to take it from here? Okay, but if this is going to be the third time, I'm going to sit here saying. West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground was where I spent most of my days. 
chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool, and shooting some b-ball. Something it's cool. Yeah, that's and it. a couple of guys who were up to no good. good. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got one little fight. My mom got scared. I whistled for a cab, and when it came near, the license plate said fresh, and there was dice in the mirror. If anything, I could see that this cab was whatever. Yeah, whatever. Forget it. Your home's about there. I pulled up to the house about seven or eight and I yelled to the cabbie, yo, smell you later. I looked at my kingdom, I was finally there. Sit on my throne as the Prince of Bel-Air. Thank you, I choked. <laughs> that was like passing a kidney stone. Process. <laughs> All right, Jack, Bob, who would like to go next? Uh, for which one? Uh, your, your choice between Family Matters or Full House. You can pull up the lyrics if you want. Oh, I can? I wasn't having that in the rules, but everyone's looking at me like I'm like taking their first ball. I got a little bit of Full House, but I'd have to look at the the lyrics for that one. I didn't say you could. I, said, oh. I said Bob could. How dare you? How dare you, sir? Uh, well, then I guess I'm going to go Full House. All right, let's hear it. Whatever happened to predictability, the milkman, the paperboy, evening TV. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a heart, there's a heart, a hand to hold on to. Everywhere you look, everywhere you go, there's a face of somebody who needs you. When you lost out there and you're all alone, a light is waiting to carry you home. Everywhere you look. That leaves one person and one theme song left. Jack, what do you got? It's a rare condition that this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. <laughs> a tradition that's a great design. Some people say it's even harder to find. There must be some magic clue inside these different walls. Cause all I see is a tower of dreams. Real love bursting out of every scene. As days go by, I'm gonna fill my house with happiness. Anything else? Come on. Someone's calling the cops right now. Someone with an earshot. I don't remember how it goes. I just I got the lyrics here, but that's I can't think of it. Something, something, opportunity. (laughs) I think those are the actual lyrics. Man, that was like pulling teeth. That was a rough one. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we butchered that enough. That was fun. I think it'll edit up a lot better than it uh, sounded here. <laughs> <laughs> Get out the old auto tune. 
<laughs> no, that you know, and any, if anything, that just made me realize that TV is shit today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't it really is single just garbage nowadays that I could uh, want to bring to this. Kind There's of... not really openings to TV shows anymore so much. No. It's just like a yeah. and then you're into it pretty much. Right, but right. It's because they know they're like you. You're not watching it live. You know, you recorded it the night before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because because you don't want to watch the commercials. Then you have that three, two, three minutes of show that you could actually be watching instead right. of watching the whole intro. I guess they don't put any heart into it. Like, I mean, my, I think the probably the only real sitcom that I watch anymore is Family Matters. Or no, um, <laughs> not Family Matters. What's the, it's really sticking what's to the uh, new one? No, like what's Modern the new Family? One? Modern Family. Oh and, yeah, uh, you know where they flip the pictures and all yeah. that, and you know, but there's really like there's it's there's nothing memorable about it, you know. No. So I'm decent writing compared to, but at least like back in the day, they were like, all right, you know what? If we're gonna give you a, a series or a sitcom, we're gonna give you, you know, we're gonna we're gonna get you right before the show even starts. Where you know you're, we're gonna we're just gonna go all out. So kudos there, to the '80s and their TV shows. There is one I'm thinking of, modern day show that has an awesome theme song, Jack. Help me out with this. Hmm. <clears throat> Last one we'll do today. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm twisted up inside, but nonetheless I feel the need to say. Really? I don't know the future, but the past keeps getting clearer every day. Uh, yeah, the Goldbergs. That song yes. sucks. That whole song <laughs> sucks. That's the best part of that whole song. I've listened to it. Wait, there's a whole version of that? Yeah, there's a whole version, oh. but that's the only part of that song that's like that. I was so pissed. Well, I mean, you got the, you know, you got what, um, <laughs> the, the Nerd Show, the Bazinga Show. Oh, it's the oh. worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I love that. That's like, I, I love that show, that's too. That's catchy, but isn't that, that's, uh, they may be giants. No, it's a... That's so not even like bare naked that's a, ladies. That's a, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bare, oh, sorry, bare that's naked right. ladies. But it's a real song, you know, right. that they took. But I'm I love that song. I, I never even heard that song until that show came out. Hmm. You know, it it just occurred to me throughout all of these singing song episodes, the song episodes we've done now and in the past, we've neglected the most important and incredible TV theme song of all time. You take the good, you take the bad. That's a close second. <laughs> I'm thinking something along the lines of Thank you for being a friend. Oh. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Thank you for being a friend. And if you threw a party and invited everyone you knew. Well, you would see the biggest gift would be for me. And the sound and yeah, that would say, thank, thank you for being a friend. Oh, only one of those. Do you guys not know the Golden Girls theme song? Just that little bit in the beginning. That's all I... You guys were, you know, you guys were, you guys were nailing it. I didn't want to step in. I didn't want to step in with my monotone voice. <laughs> All right, we need to put this yeah. shit behind yeah. us. I'm already. sorry, I just I had to bring that one up. <laughs> I'm I glad you did. If... It was a good ending. Thank you. Good ending. But uh, with that behind us, let's turn our full attention over to Bob <laughs> Sally and talk about Shelter Division, the beginning, running on Kickstarter till March 15th. Bob, thanks so much for coming on and belting out some theme songs with us today. It's been a blast, man. 
Thanks for having me. It's my favorite subject. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Because... Yeah, so no, it's uh, Shelter Division. Yeah, we're doing the Kickstarter right now. We're fully funded. We're trying to uh, just add more stuff to it. Uh, whenever I do these Kickstarters, I always try to give as much as I can, whether it's you know bookmarkers or anything that's useful to uh, somebody reading, uh, comic book fan, little sketch cards, anything I can do. Where when you get that package i feel like you know it, it's one of those things when you when you support kickstarters you support it and then you totally forget about it uh until maybe a month later two months later if you're lucky right. uh, you, you know you get a package in the mail and you're like you know what like, and you don't even know what it is um what I, so one of the things i do is i try to stamp it with my Merrill logistics uh, leader in galactic transports uh, stamp <laughs> so like before you like if you see the package you see that stamp uh, you know, my, my goal is that when you see that, you will know, you'll be like, oh, all right, you know, something from Bob Sally or Salvagers or anything, you know, is here and you're excited to open it up. But more than just having a comic book in there, uh, you know, I, I, I want to kind of people like to open it up and, and to find something, even if it's just something stupid. Uh, and that, that's fun. So usually I like to think that I have a good barometer of that, like where it's like, what would I want in it? Um, you know, I know that some people like to throw different things in their Kickstarters, but I just think like, you know, if I was opening up a Kickstarter that of something that I put my money to months ago, you know, what, what's the thing that's going to make me think like, oh, you know what? Like, I know that, that mo that's money spent a while ago, but I'm glad I did so that the next time you have a Kickstarter, you're like, you know what? I know that it's just a little bit of money that I'm, I'm doing, uh, but I know that I'm going to get some awesome stuff in return. So, uh, we're, so right now we are, we're on to that. Uh, we have moved on from funding it. So now we have uh, some bonus goals and uh, I'm just trying to, you know, get that capital up so we can add more stuff. Uh, I always say that, you know, anything that is on top of what I need to make the comic always goes back into the comics uh you know whether it's going to be shelter division salvagers uh starlight tavern i, I don't pay my bills with uh, the money that i get from a, a kickstarter i i try to put it back in for fan stuff uh so i think that you know it gives people incentive to to continue on and and it gives that people that feeling of like you know what if i'm contributing to something that's already been funded i know that in the long run like i'm helping you know this universe be built and uh and i'm helping others get more along with myself so uh we are we're closing in on 6500 dollars, which uh will unlock the second classified uh file on one of the characters right now 5500 was unlocking the classified file on emmerich chaplin who uh, is one of the team members in shelter division and all of these characters uh, as you it's going to take a while for you you know to to get to know who they are you know backstory wise so i figured what i would do is uh, for uh, kickstarter reward holders I wanted to give them a little bit more than anybody else would uh, would get to know. So, Emmerich Chaplin, you're going to get a file in the comic book in the back pages. There's going to be a file released on him, and it's going to give you some uh, some classified backstory information on him. And then, if we hit 6,500, uh, Biggs, which who is the son of Bigfoot, you'll get more information on him. And uh, if we can keep going on to 7,500. We'll unlock the the classified file on Roswell, the Roswell alien. He's kind of like the Q. If you know James Bond, uh, he's kind of like the Q of the team. He's nice. the one that, he, he, like, you know, because he's an alien, 
uh, he, our technology is so primitive that, you know, he can, he can do pretty much anything. Uh, so he can make all this cool shit. Uh, and, uh, but again, like you from Star Trek, but that's what I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather have the James Bond Q. Yeah. But, uh, it's too powerful. Yeah. So, and, and, the, the idea behind these characters are as you're reading it, uh, and to do my best to not to spoil it. Uh, they're working for a secret organization called Division, uh, a secret government organization called Division. And they, uh, the people in it, the, they, we're only seeing three of them, uh, but the, they, there's more uh, agents in there. And they're people that, or characters actually, that you know have, have no place in our society. So they've kind of dubbed it Shelter Division, like where they're... You know, because they, can't, they they really can't go out into society, uh, being a member of this division actually has given them shelter. Uh, and then as the story goes on, of course, there's going to be some some twists and turns that you'll you'll see that uh, you know maybe everything's not what it seems. Uh, but again, I don't want to give too much away. But if we can get these classified files funded, uh, you'll get a little bit of information, uh, more so than anybody else will, and that's kind of a, you know the thank you, the extra bonus material that you can get for uh, being a, a reward holder. That's awesome, man. And you just like annihilated all my questions. With what you said, <laughs> Sorry. No, no, that's that's just fine. What I I just love what you said there, and it's one of the many staples to your success was how you approach not only your uh, you know your fundraising campaign, but you know probably your comics and uh, everything associated with was you know coming at it from a fan's perspective. What would I like? I think that gets overlooked so much when people are creating things and putting it out to the world. There are people who just, you know, rather than coming from that angle, it's more of like, people will like this. Hey, this will sell. Yeah, 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 this will sell. You know, whether or not it's something they themselves would buy. You are your own best statistic. Like having a willingness to take a chance on something that makes sense to you and you believe will make sense to the fans without overtly pandering to them. That's right. You you love, I love seeing something like that succeed. And I think it's safe to say Salvagers is doing all right right now. Shelter Division's going to do pretty well as well. I haven't seen a Kickstarter uh, survive the wake of Bob Sally. You know, Salvagers being like you know my baby, like the the the, the series that brought me into this world. Um, I mean, I love it, uh, and I and I so I, I love it personally because it is my passion. Uh, it's. I, I've been I've been con- uh, conceptualizing it for so long before it even went to print. So to to have people respond to it the way they are is, is just it's such a great feeling. Uh, you know, it's like watching your kid go out there and just like run the forty in like four point two. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it just makes you feel good that it, that it's working well. Uh, Shelter Division is you know the second child where you know it it was. It's actually two stories put together, um, uh, and any writer will tell you, like most writers in this in this business, like they have so many stories that they're just sitting on. Uh, you know, they they have an idea, they sketch it down, uh, but they don't move forward with it because they just know themselves. Or if you're, you know, if you're true to yourself, you just know that it's not ready yet. And Shelter Division wasn't ready yet, and uh, and it's kind of one of those things where you you can't really put your finger on why it's not ready yet. You just know that it's not. Uh, and then I was writing another story about a character 
uh, Emmerich Chaplin. You know, he, he lived in the 1790s. And I, I'm sorry if this is any kind of spoiler or anything, but you'll, you'll figure it out soon enough. Uh, this character that was living in the 1790s and uh, was in England and he was a criminal and he got caught and they were shipping him off to Botany Bay, Australia for the penal colonies. And as he was... You know, the ship was approaching, and, and of course, there's a lot of backstory going on with other prisoners. But as the the ship is uh, arriving toward uh, Australia, it, it wrecks, and his body, his lifeless body, uh, arrives. You know, comes washes up on shore, and uh, these Aborigines bring pick him up, and they bring him and a few others to a witch doctor. And uh, I can't. You probably should edit this out. I can't even believe I'm saying all this because it's, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of things that are coming up that are going to be cool, but. Um, this, uh, you know, they bring him to this witch doctor, and this witch doctor makes them all, you know, they can't die. They're, they're basically immortal, and uh, they they do this because they're trying to fight against the English colonizing, uh, you know, their island. And but what they what they don't realize is that they're getting criminals, and they're giving criminals this power to not die. So of course, when they figure this out, they're like, well, screw this. Like we're, you know. We're gonna get out of here, you know. So they don't really help out the Aborigines. They take off, and then their story begins. But they're still kind of uh, cursed with this uh, inability to die, and it, it kind of that that story I, I had, and I didn't know what to do with that story. Uh, I just had no place for it, and I and like, and I and I, I was researching all the stuff, and I was like, oh, it'd be so cool to do this. But I couldn't figure it out, and uh, and then and I was going back and forth with Shelter Division until I realized I'm like this this whole story that I came up is should only be backstory for this character in this Shelter Division, uh, and once I put him in there, that was when I like married both of them, and and that's when I was like you know what I can do this now like I think I was like I think it's ready to move forward with it, and then that is where we, uh, that's that's where I did it. I started looking for an artist. I put a few uh, feelers out for different artists, and Francesco Tomaselli from Italy came back with like three test pages and uh, a pinup, and you know, I, I, I loved it, so I, uh, I, I ran with them. Yeah, it did look awesome. I, what we saw in the Kickstarter, anyway, and your letter, <clears throat> HDE, is a name that keeps popping up on yeah. the show all the time. Yeah, he. I mean, I use him for everything, and uh, you know, he's he he's great. I mean, he's anytime anybody's looking for a letter, I tell him, you know, use HDE because he's somebody that will, uh, you know, in, in making comics, your letter is the last person that gets it. Uh, so, you know, from there, you'd have to send it to somebody who would format it for digital, and and HDE will do that for you. So it's almost like he is the last line of defense. He will letter it. He'll format it for print. For digital, for comicsology, like any, and, wow. you know, and so he's awesome, and uh, you know, I enjoy talking to him. He's, I always say, he's the he's the Scotty uh, in the crew. <laughs> you know, he's the guy that like where you'll be like, you know, how long is it gonna take? And he and he'll it'll take him, you know, five paragraphs to tell you that you know it's gonna take him a week. And then you tell him, like, well, I, I need it by Wednesday. And he's like, I'll see what I can do. And then by Monday, he's like, you know what? Uh, I moved some things around. Here you go. It's done. And, uh, you know, and you're just, it's classic because you're like, anybody knows, like, to be successful at work, you know, you always overcompensate. You always say, like, oh, it's going to take this long. And then if you can bring it there two days earlier, you look like a genius. But I've been working with them so long now, like, I'll say, like, what's the real lead time? I know you're telling me Friday, <laughs> but when can you really get it done? 
So, uh, but he, he is. I mean, it, it's one of the things. Like working in uh, in indie comics, you, you you really gotta get along with the people you're working with because it's fun, you know. Like, and if it's if it turns into if you're working with people that aren't fun to work with, the project turns into something that's not fun. And uh, you know, if if you're doing this indie wise, it's gotta be fun because you're not making any money. <laughs> so. <laughs> So you better be walking away at the end of the day being like, all right, you know, like I feel fulfilled with what I just did. That's more good advice because I think there are people who uh, try to get into it for money and it's just it's they realize the work and then realize how hard well, not it only is. that I mean there's people that spill their you know their heart and soul into this stuff in hours and hours of time and still don't make a lot of money if any you know so it's a labor of love I think is what it comes down to if it's yeah. what you if it's what you feel you have to do mm-hmm. and it's a part of you you know yeah and, I mean, and that's exactly what it is I mean at, at the end of the day I look at what I get back from my artists um, and you know if there's anything wrong with it it's on me because I'm the one writing it I'm the one putting it together and uh, you know that I got to give the artist the direction but when I pick up that comic when it's over and I pick up that comic and it's delivered to you and you open it up out of the box and you're looking at it um, actually the first thing I do is I'm like this is a piece of shit like it sucks <laughs> uh, you know and, and you do it and I, I don't know if anybody else does but I, it's every issue I get as I'm making it, as I'm writing it, I'm like, all right, this is good. Right, it's finished. It's good. And as you're working on it, you're working on you're like, and you'll tweak things. You'll be like, okay, you know, this doesn't work and you're making it perfect. And then you get that comic and you read it and immediately you're like, this is garbage. Everybody's going to hate this. And you do, you feel like I'm going to be exposed as a horrible <laughs> writer, a hor- like, and nobody's ever going to want to continue on with this story. I'm, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, I'm done. It's over. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing comics anymore. Nobody's going to want to read anything that I do anymore. And you, and you fall into this pit. And then you, you know, you start reading it and you're looking at it. And you, and you go to some people that you trust. You have to have people that you trust that will not blow smoke up your ass. Right. And, uh, you know, and just, and, and you need to do that before the comic's printed. You need to be able to show them the, you know, the script uh, and go over it and you get an editor because, you know, you, you think that you know, you know everything. So you need somebody to look at it who doesn't, so they can be like, well, wait a minute, I don't get this. But, sorry, I'm, I'm going off on a tangent here, but at the end of the day, when you have that comic in your hand, uh, you just, like, I mean, to realize, like, you just made a fucking comic. Like, it's, right. I, I mean, like, that's, I'm 40 years old. I mean, when I was 14 years old, like, that's all I wanted in life was to just make my own comics, and now I'm doing it, and I'm doing it. Uh, you know, other people might say I'm doing it at like a high level, but it, it, it doesn't like I feel it's what I feel inside. It's like I look at it and I can say I'm proud of this. Uh, and that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, if you're creating something, you know, are you proud of it? Or, you know, are you giving something to somebody that where you're like, well, you know what? I just had to finish it. Or are you giving something to somebody where you're like, I'm proud to put my name on this. And, uh, and that's, you know, that's that's where it is. How cool. And when you're doing something uh, that you love and, you know, someone like, are you writing for yourself? Do you feel a lot of the times, Bob? Because I, I always hear that's where the best stuff comes from, like music wise or writing. When, when, the, when the artist says, you know, I kind of just wrote it for myself. That's when you get a masterpiece. I mean, I definitely, yeah, I mean, I think that if you write for somebody else, if you're writing for the audience, then you're not going to, it's not going to be good writing. Um, you know, if you, 
if you see that I mean right now like superhero stuff isn't trending like you know I mean it is for like you know the big ones but uh, if you look at independent comics superhero stuff like is like the plague like you know I- images image and IDW are like we just want to stay the hell away from superhero stuff and it makes sense because it's you know they, the the big two have that covered but if you're somebody where you're going to be like you know all right well this is what's trending so I'm going to go after it uh you know, zombies are trending. If I tried to write a zombie story, I would suck at it because I don't like zombie stuff. Right. Um, you know, and I actually just wrote a short story for an anthology, and they wanted something like that. And uh, the artist was like, "I want to do zombies," so I'm like, "All right." So what we and I was like, "I just don't want to do zombies." So we did like a little different twist on it, uh, just because I was like, "I just can't do it," uh, and. So yeah, you, I mean you, I, and I think it's I think that they tell you that all the time. Like if you're writing for the audience, you're not gonna be true to yourself, uh, and so you do, you really do, or at least you write like you, you write your best stuff when you're writing it for yourself. And I mean, Salvagers, I'm definitely writing that for myself because I'm a huge sci-fi fan, but I'm also a fan of uh, human interaction or you know people interaction, and I, I like that too carry the story of um, falling in love with the characters and who they are and how they interact with one another and uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm learning how to do that with these characters and the one thing that I do love is that in the beginning everybody loved Brigby uh, and then as the story's gone on and I've talked to other people they, they say like oh no I, I like this character and even my artist who is deeper into the story than anybody because he's doing it you know he actually is in love with one of the villains right now, uh, you know, because he, you know, he's seeing that. So that makes me feel good. It's like, okay, because it makes you feel like I'm doing the right thing. Like I'm making sense of, you know, this is the character that I want to kind of highlight right now. And if my artist is like, I really like this guy, then even though he's a bad guy, you know, he's like, you know, I like how bad he is. Then you're, you're doing it right. But um, I'm just having a ball doing it. You know, I can ramble on here, but... It's uh, at the end of the day. I mean, these characters are a part of me now. You've created a group of characters that people can relate to, and that's what makes a good story. Rather mm-hmm. than just the one that people gravitate toward, everyone's finding, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Finding bits of themselves in yeah, different characters, yeah. even in the villain. That's awesome. Oh yeah. Well, something for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Well, Bob, I want to say congratulations to you one more time. I was going to wish you luck, but you sure as hell don't need it from us. Um, again, to our listeners, March 15th, uh, you can jump on Kickstarter and back Shelter Division, the beginning. I uh, strongly recommend doing so. And, Bob, I want to thank you again for being on the show and singing songs with us. Damn, yeah. that's <laughs> Thank you so much. I, I just want to also add that... Uh, in the Kickstarter, you can also get uh, the continuation of Salvagers, Recreators Part 3. Uh, it's, it's kind of focused on Shelter Division, but I also wanted to throw in, uh, if people wanted to get continue on with the Salvagers story, you can get that in there as well. Awesome. Very good, very good. And you, what's your uh, Twitter handle again? Is it just uh, Salvagers? Uh, Bob, so there's uh, underscore Salvagers, and then uh, my personal one is uh, Bob underscore Sally. Uh, and then if you go to Facebook and you put in Salvagers, you'll Salvagers series, you'll see the little black and white logo. 
And um, if you find me, Bob Sally, I'm wearing a soy sauce T-shirt. Uh, if you ever want to come through and talk to me, I'm always available to people to chat. Uh, it's one of the things I, I always try to give back because when I was coming into this industry, I had nobody to talk to. So I want to kind of do that for people that are looking to you know, make their bones in this to get advice or anything. I'm always trying to make myself available. That's awesome. Give him back. You're a good guy, Bob. Well, thanks. We're going to put Appreciate links on that. our uh, website, help direct people over that way. We can put the Twitter handles up there, too. And uh, I appreciate it, Attention guys. your way as we can. No, thank you, Awesome. Bob. And one of these times, I'm going to have to get out there to uh, Cincinnati. Uh, the, the, is it the, um, oh, the convention? Yeah. The, is it CincyCon where, uh, God, the guy that did Fear Agent. And he did the first Walking Dead. can't think of his name right now. Oh, um, I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. Yeah, he runs it. Um, anyway, I want to get out to some Ohio conventions because I, I know that there's a there's a huge huge following out there. So, um, trying to get out as you know everywhere I can. Uh, this the 2017 is going to be a big convention year for me, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, let us uh, let us know if you do. Maybe we can uh, find a few minutes to sneak you over into the studio here and do a oh, show absolutely. with you live. That'd be awesome, man. <laughs> I would love to. Yeah, I think we're only like 10 minutes from any of the convention areas. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it would be easy. All right, thanks. Bob, thanks again, man. All right, thank you guys for having me. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media. Visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice. Visit or see some of our YouTube page videos. And if you want to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Be sure to follow us on our social media at CandairPod on Twitter and Canned underscore Air on Instagram. I'll be retweeting funny jokes, past interviews with people like Phil Lamar and James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd. Oh, yes, yes. If anybody missed uh, those episodes, don't forget to go back and check them out. Angry video game nerd and Phil Lamar both were a hell of a lot of fun. Quality stuff. Off to a good start this year. I think so. (laughs) Then head over to society6.com slash candairpod and buy a t-shirt. Go buy yourself a t-shirt. Go really fast to wear. And if you buy a t-shirt, your heart will be true if you buy a candair t-shirt. We got the tasty merch. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Buck Sally. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>
My name is Aaron Calafato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.